0: Of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to turn the sound down a little bit. I think I'm going to be too loud. Can you get me down just a little? Maybe not. Okay, well, I'll try to talk softly. In the name of our Lord Jesus, uh, dear Christian friends, boy, it's been a long time since we've been uh, able to share uh, the gospel with you, and uh, everybody looks the same. I mean, unless it's my eyesight, you know, sometimes... We have a wonderful message from God today, Uh, the gospel reading, Uh, this man who was possessed by an evil spirit, in fact, many evil spirits, uh, you know, the devil can get that way in a person's life. He can really be possessed in a real sense in that everything, the thoughts, the words, the actions are all very evil. And possibly uh, you have known folks who have seemingly just been all about evil in their life. So demon possession, being possessed by Satan, totally under his control, yeah, that does happen and continues to this day. The theme I've chosen is a very simple one. What's your story? Much older than I am, uh, telling me about their history and you know where they lived and their family and and you know we 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 often open up to people who we get to know a little bit and we like to share uh, our life with them. So it's one thing to share your life. I wish we. has been at work, and your response to that. I wish we had time for it. But today, we're going to look at this gospel reading from Luke today about this man who was uh, possessed by the devil, and of course, uh, this, uh, the power and the majesty and the might of Jesus is displayed here can you imagine if you were one of the disciples in jesus day and jesus said hey of the arrows the the Sea of Galilee but the people that lived there they weren't believers in the true God. They were hostile. The disciples I'm sure heard all kinds of stories. I mean hey, you just don't go over there. Uh, Have you had that experience in your life where you might tell your children, you know, just don't go there. Don't don't be involved with those people over there because the people are not good. And Jesus said to the disciples we're going to a place that you're not really going to feel comfortable about. Well, I imagine those guys were just fit to be tied. I don't think they were. They may have got a little upset stomach, you know. They, what are we going to meet over here? These people are wild people. We often have to take risks in life. God really pushes us forward. We find ourselves in places and locations and situations People, and we've heard things about them. Why would God want us to be next to them? Well, God has a purpose and a plan for everything in life. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing is just, you know, we're lucky. No, God has an eternal destiny that he's mapped out for each and every one of us, and we're just hanging on to it. This happening to me. And so they enter this land, the land of the Gerasenes. And you know the story, it was read just a moment ago. This man is possessed by an evil spirit. In fact, he said, my name is Legion, which means many. And Jesus simply takes over. And he casts these evil spirits out of this man to their ultimate disaster. Jesus takes over. Are you waiting this morning, maybe, in your own personal life, for Jesus to take over? Maybe you feel lost. Maybe you feel lonely. Maybe you feel confused. Maybe you're wondering where God is. Maybe you look out at our country. I love that banner. One nation under God. Does that seem to be the case today? Not really. We live in a very hostile world today. Much more hostile than it was when I grew up as a child. And even as I started my public ministry back in 1970. don't, Don't add all those years up by the way. The world has changed. And the attacks on Christians, I mean, the verbal attacks, the legal attacks, are growing and intensifying. When you stand up, well, be ready because you're not going to get a very good response. The world is spiraling out of control. And possibly you're saying too to yourself, well, he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's still with us. I'm sure the disciples cried. But God had a purpose. Twofold. First of all, to demonstrate the power. Satan, yeah, Satan has power, but not over God. If you imagine Satan, the devil, but he's leashed. In other words, God has a chain on him, a choker chain, okay? And the devil is only allowed by God to go a certain place or a certain way. And it's not to hurt or to harm, but God's purpose in life, when we have these situations and episodes that hurt us, that overwhelm us, that cause us tears and crisis and, and so on, God's purpose is not to hurt us, but rather what to bring us closer to him. We all have a story to tell about how God has been at work in our lives. We don't, we don't speak enough about it. We don't share enough about it. I can remember over my ministry when I used to have funerals. I had a number of funerals. And I would always meet with the family and initially I would always ask the family, tell me... I didn't always hear many stories. A story about how God has been at work and how God has molded and shaped and changed my life and my loved one's life and been a reflection of Jesus. Dear friends, I don't believe as Christians we really are telling enough stories. And the world needs to hear the stories about God and His work in us. You know, this Sunday we could really call a
1: "presenting the gospel." The good
0: world—that's how it starts. That's where it begins. You don't have to be an expert. Or all knowledgeable of the Scriptures. I mean, that helps to know some Scripture, obviously. But the best witness for Christ is your witness of Christ at... And the best opening door is when someone says to you, how did you make it through? How did you get through that? How did you deal with the... With the death of your loved one, of your child, how did you deal with losing a job? How did you deal with that, uh, you know, that divorce? How did you deal with the dysfunctioning that's so common between people today? How do you deal with it? How do you live with it? Well, it's certainly not by... We've all tried that, you know, pretty strong. It's not by our own strength. It's by the great... Another question that's often, and I think is a, is a cool one to really ask when you talk about your personal story of God at work in you. What person in your life, think about it just for a moment, what person in your life is coming back to you? You're awake. Yeah, okay. I haven't... been. Bill. So I love him. He knows that. But think about a person in your life as you look over your life that's had maybe the most significant impact on you spiritually. We won't ask you to answer that right now. We don't have time, but maybe that. or friend, as you return home today, what person has had the most significant impact on you spiritually that has sort of opened your eyes to Jesus? Now, of course, the Holy Spirit is at work there, isn't it? Could be a father, could be a mother. Hey, this is Father's Day. Fathers, raise your hand if you're a father. Oh, man, we got... We're giving us a family... And the greater family of the Christian Church. Mothers are important too, but mothers—we already said thank you on Mother's Day. No, we want to. We want to thank mothers and fathers always. So your personal story—how you're shaped by God through adversity. Right? Is anybody? guess we've all had that not something we want to remember but God has brought us through a reminder today in our text is that Jesus is the all powerful one who brings us through it took a while for the disciples to get all this boy they, they witnessed so many miracles Jesus at work in the lives of people And still they didn't quite get it. That he was the son of God with power. That's what the gospel, that's what the good news is all about. It's the power of God unto salvation. And there's still... And only God himself... In his will and way is ready to use us. Let me share with you a personal story. Boy, this happened to me just uh, last week. I love, uh, I love flowers. Uh, I love vegetables. A place right now that's kind of a rough area. There's a, there's a ravine that goes down out of my uh, door, really. And I've developed this whole thing. Uh, with uh, perennials and then added some annuals and tried to turn it into kind of a butterfly garden, you know, pollinator garden, if you will. And we live in a subdivision. It's it's a it's a continuing care community. There are homes, there are, uh, are uh, patio homes, there are. Apartments, there's, of course, assisted living and nursing and so on. So it's it's called called Liberty Village, Peoria. There's one in Pekin, I believe, too. Is that right? I think so. So I'm 6.30, and I'm working, and I look up, and here's a small, very fragile lady walking along the sidewalk and starting to veer off into my ravine. And I quickly ran up, and I said, "Oh, don't fall. Don't, that's about as far as you need to go." And she said, "Can I sing to you? I don't know this person. I've never met, I've never met her. It's 6: 30 in the morning." I said, "Sure." And she sang, "Blessed assurance." A beautiful voice, a soprano voice. Jim, she's older than you and I are. <laughs> Beautiful voice. And she said, I love the Lord. And thank you for this. And she was talking about this, this garden that I had developed. And she said, I come here every morning about 5 30 and I sit on this uh, utility uh, like box. Not a very comfortable place to sit. And she said, I look out and I just praise God for everything I see. I don't know this person. Never met her. She's never met me, at least I'm sure she hasn't. She was just, boy, I could see God just, (laughs) the spirit just flowing out from this person. And uh, she appreciated, she went on to say how she appreciated the, the garden and so on. And, and I said, well, I'm glad uh, you do. It's like God's testimony of his creation. And, and uh, she said, yeah, this is something. So I turned away. And he speak to her to do. And is this really? That's what happened to me. He want to do. Do you remember anybody? He wanted to stay with Jesus. <clears throat> Can I But he wanted to be with Jesus. He wanted to. It's like, hey, let's just stay. But wait a minute. I got to go back home. I got a job. This man was so overwhelmed by God's power and deliverance. He wanted to be with Jesus. What did Jesus tell him? No. What he was really saying was, I'm with you always. But there's work to be done. And I want you to go where? Back to your home. And what were the scripture words? Go back to your home and tell of the good things that God has done in your life. He had a story to tell. Boy, if there was a person that had a story to tell. You heard the story about this guy. I mean, he was running around, no clothes on, he was chained, he was uh, pushed, you know, nobody wanted to get near the guy. And now he's healed. He's spiritually healed. What? You got a story? Mm-hmm. We all have a story. By the grace of God. People often ask me, well it's something you're asked too, I'm sure.
1: How you do? Ever get to ask that question? How you
0: doing? Or how things going? You know what I say? I, I say this not just because I'm a pastor, but I say this all the time. Day by day with Jesus. Is that true for you? True for all of us, isn't it? Day by day with Jesus. That's how we get through. I don't like to stay fixed to a particular news channel on television. Too depressing. Please don't do that. (laughs) It's not helpful. What do we need to stay fixed on? The words and promises of God, Jesus. Jesus took care of that evil, those host of de- demons. He took care of that. God t- takes care of everything. We don't see it, we don't understand it at times, but He does. And it brings to us a constant and strong faith in knowing that whatever happens, like in Paul's letter to the Romans, the eighth chapter, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Host of evil spirits. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus because Jesus has won. It's so sad today. <laughs> Like they've lost. Do you ever? Really... I'd like to. Um, we live like we're lost. We're so down in the dumps, and it's like, man, everything is over. It's not over, and we don't have to be in the dumps because Jesus Christ. The rage We're still dealing with it, you know, saying no to Satan, yes to God. Lord have mercy, forgive me. (laughs) Yeah, the battle's still going, but you know what? We've already won. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I'm looking out at you guys today, and you know what I see? A bunch of not losers. By God's grace, let us live our lives and share the story, your story, of God's love and the peace that you have and the best, yeah, the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you, God, for your victory in Jesus for us. I can't wait for you guys to take off out of here today and in this coming week, tell your story. The old, old story. Remember the song? I love to tell the story of Jesus and his love for me, for you. Amen.